Welcome to the Deep Roots at Home podcast. For those of you new here, the Deep Roots at Home website was founded by Jackie in 2011. As a retired RN, longtime homeschooler, past Lyme sufferer with a love of preventative natural medicinals, Jackie has encouraged women for years now. Our desire is to spread truth and important information during these recent deceptive times, as well as the practicals of homemaking and all things beautiful. Whether you are listening in the car, while you're making dinner for your children, or sitting with a relaxing cup of tea, welcome to the podcast. This article is called Simple Ways to Lower Your EMF Risks Start in the Bedroom. We would be wise to evaluate the EMF risks in our homes, especially in our bedrooms and those of our children. We spend one third or more of our life in the bedroom. Please consider doing an assessment of where you and your children sleep in proximity to your device or digital products. This is one of the best ways to practice preventative medicine. Electrical pollution interferes with your body's cells. EMF, electromagnetic field, should be considered a harmful invader to your body, just like any other environmental toxin. It interferes with your health at the cellular level because you are actually an electrical being. Your body is a complex communication device where cells, tissues, organs, and organisms all talk with finely tuned bioelectrical transmitters and receivers. What happens when you expose a radio antenna to a significant amount of external noise? You get static from the noise, and that is what is happening to your body in today's electrosmog environment. While the RF from mobile phones remains at the bottom of the radiation totem pole, research has suggested that our frequent and close-range exposure to mobile phones means it could be enough to put us at risk. In fact, smartphone manufacturers like Apple agree and even include an RF exposure notice in the iPhone settings. Two of the more well-known biological impacts from electrosmog are the interruption of your brainwave patterns leading to behavioral issues and the interference with your body's communication system leading to abnormal neurological function. This would be such as dementia, chronic fatigue syndrome, and fibromyalgia. So let's look at several types of EMF risks. First, static electric fields. These are made up of static electricity caused by ions released from synthetic materials in your home. When combined, they can make you feel unwell, which underscores the importance of choosing natural materials for your furniture, cabinetry, flooring, and other building supplies. Secondly, power frequency. This includes the wiring in your walls, electrical outlets, extension cords, lamps, and other electricity sources. They produce electric fields that essentially turn your body into a large antenna and interfere with your cells' ability to communicate with one another. A bedroom disrupted with power frequency is especially unhealthy to sleep in, as cells cannot regenerate properly, potentially leading to insomnia and other diseases. 3. Power Frequency Magnetic Fields These are caused by building wiring errors and also when power lines to your home run underground near your sleeping area. An electrical panel box located on a wall near your sleeping area, or even a refrigerator or TV located on the other side of the wall from where you sleep can also lead to power frequency magnetic fields. Number four, radio frequency communications. This includes a broad range of cordless phones, Wi-Fi, wireless devices, cell phones, and cell phone towers, all of which can interfere with your health. 
It's during sleep that your body regenerates and detoxifies, so you want your bedroom to be a sleeping sanctuary with very low EMF risks. It's a given that you're going to be exposed to varying levels of EMF during your waking hours, so giving your body a break during the night is really important. So how can you make your bedroom a low EMF sleep area? If you are building a home, consider wiring so you can turn off all the fuses with a switch in your bedroom at night. We did this and it was very inexpensive in the construction phase. At minimum, moving your bed so that your head is at least three feet from an electrical outlet is helpful. Don't charge your phone or computer. Your cord has a transformer in your bedroom while you are in your proximity. Turn your phone on airplane mode at night. Turn off your Wi-Fi at night. Our router is on a timer, off at 11 p.m. and on at 8 a.m. Turning off and unplugging or moving everything electrical in your sleeping area, including your computer, Wi-Fi, cell, and portable phones. Use an EMF meter to test levels if in doubt. The nearness of the EMF source is important. More steps to lower your EMF risks right now. Beware that cell phones and Wi-Fi are not the only EMF risks you need to be concerned about. Digital clocks, electric blankets and heating pads, and most computers are all EMF risks. Move the digital alarm clock to the other side of the room or get a battery-operated one for the bedside. Please consider the research on cordless phones, especially DECTSs, digitally enhanced cordless transmitters, and the dangers they pose in the home. Keep the base station at least three rooms away from where everyone sleeps and where you spend the most time during the day. You can use an EMF meter, what we have, to know the range. Note, we finally got rid of our DECT cordless phones and went back to landlines. Consider using a landline if you want a phone by your bedside at night. I know the topic of EMF risks is controversial, but I would rather err on the side of long-term safety than convenience for the time being. There's data many are simply choosing to ignore out of convenience and technological trends. No one ever thought smoking would prove so lethal. While EMF risks have been a hot topic in our home, we have decided to be slightly inconvenienced by not having Wi-Fi in our living space 24-7. We don't want to risk finding out we made the wrong decision years from now. Please do your research and pray about this often overlooked problem. I'm not a scientist or an expert in this area, but something warns me to not take this for granted. As a mom, I just really urge you to take a good look at the areas in your private sanctuary of your home and do your research. There are many who still say this is a silly, fear-based worry, but God tells us to seek wisdom. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who generously gives to all without reproach and it will be given him. to vaccines, most mothers and fathers want to know facts, not others' opinions. Jackie wished she had known more facts when she went in for her first well-baby visit. Because Jackie strongly promotes parental choice, she felt led to write a short treatise with personal facts. This vaccination ebook is pretty concise to allow you, the parent, to read, research into the studies she shares, and come up with your own decisions. Jackie's sincere desire is that you and your children thrive, and so she presents to you the vaccination ebook free of charge. Simply go to deeprootsathome.com forward slash vital dash info dash ebook forward slash. That's deeprootsathome.com forward slash vital dash info dash ebook forward slash. 
This next article is called Scientific America, We Have No Reason to Believe 5G is Safe. Though dangers of 5G are soundly poo-pooed almost everywhere, we, are, we can read an article entitled, We Have No Reason to Believe 5G is Safe, in the prestigious Scientific American Tech Journal, and it warns us, the telecommunications industry and their experts have accused many scientists who have researched the effects of cell phone radiation of fear-mongering over the advent of 5G wireless technology. Since much of our research is publicly funded, we believe it is our ethical responsibility to inform the public about what the peer-reviewed scientific literature tells us about the risks, the health risks from wireless radiation. We live in an extremely confusing world today. Just having accurate information is incredibly empowering, and that is why I write. 5G, the fifth generation of wireless technology, will utilize millimeter waves for the first time in addition to the microwaves already in use for 2G through 4G. I want to briefly peek into what this means for every living thing on the planet, for hummingbirds, for necessary pollinators, and ultimately for humans. If you've not read about this deeply, you may find what follows hard to digest at first, but please view this information as a gift. I hope this gives you a starting point to take action. As I said in Nine Facts About Wireless and Your Child's Brain, it's my goal to stimulate you to research this information for yourself. To see where you stand, the interactive UCLA 5G map tracks 5G deployment around the world. You can look at this map and enlarge the map to see where it is in relation to your home, and that is in the original article. T-Mobile also has a U.S. coverage map. Researchers, numerous scientists, doctors, and concerned parents like myself have been for over three decades warned about the dangers of electromagnetic fields and wireless radiation. Now, widespread 5G technology is imminent. Can we agree with Rome counselor Massimilian Quirzema, who stated, I am in favor of technological progress, but not the experimentation of 5G technology in the absence of scientific data on the reproductions, repercussions for health. As of January 2020, 5G has been deployed in 378 cities across U.S. countries. And now, who knows how many it is. South Korea leads, followed by China, the U.S., and the U.K. Remaining countries are Saudi Arabia, Spain, the United Arab Emirates, Australia, Germany, and Romania. 5G only works over short distances. The signals are poorly transmitted due to solid material. Many new antennas are needed and full adoption will result in antennas 10 to 12 houses apart in urban areas. Therefore, the forced exposure is greatly increased. In 2017, 180 prestigious doctors and scientists from 35 countries signed a petition calling upon the European Union to exact a moratorium on the rollout of 5G until potential hazards for humans' health and the environment have been fully investigated by independent scientists. Hundreds of studies show that there are many serious adverse biological effects from these exposures on our biology, including single and double-strand DNA breaks and altered gene expression, oxidative damage to mitochondrial DNA, increased blood-brain barrier permeability, the blood-brain barrier is what protects your brain from toxins, decrease in reproductive capacity and sperm quality, changes in cellular free radical activity known to be a precursor to disease from exposure to EMFs as found on household wiring, weakening the immune system, other studies have found similar effects, reduction in melatonin production, 
altered stem cell development, important ability to regenerate and repair damaged tissue, and damage to the endocrine system. Think of EMFs as an immunosuppressant, thereby making your immune system unable to respond to toxins and other attacks. This can mean that viruses, bacteria, mold, pesticides, and other toxins can easily access your body. Think of the implications of that with an epidemic or a pandemic. With a low immune system, no vaccine can help you. EMFs are linked to numerous diseases, including cancer. This Swedish study group has been published many high-quality studies on this. Brain and heart tumors, cardiovascular disease, memory and learning deficits, Alzheimer's disease, chronic fatigue through oxidative stress and effects on the antioxidant defense system. Professor Martin Blank, PhD, in cellular biophysics at Columbia University explains damaging biological effects of EMFs. He exposes that changes in the brain are greater for the young and how the dangers of EMF have been hidden from us. You can see that video on the original article. In 2019, CBS News reported a 5G antenna was removed from a primary school grounds after parents there started to suspect that it was linked to childhood cancer in the school. There are many products that you can purchase to protect you. Gears to protect mama and baby from RF belly band. It's a belly band collection, maternity apparel collection, men's protective briefs, and personal apparel. You can also get radio frequency meters to check your own microwave RF EMF levels at home. So what do we do with this information? I feel like God is calling many of his children to pray and war in the spirit. So if you're feeling that nudge too, know that it's God. Join me in this. We can also raise awareness. We can research and we can find ways to mitigate and strengthen our family's immune systems. My go-to place is God's Word and prayer for wisdom, insight, strength, understanding, courage, and so much more. And I pray these things for you too. We have a loving Father who will give us help when we ask. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, we should ask. you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. James 1, 2 through 5. This next article is called, Your Smart Meter Can Cause Fatigue, Brain Fog, Anxiety, and Memory Loss. Without first alerting us, our family had our analog utility meter switched out for a smart meter. We did some research on what this would mean for us and were pretty concerned by what we found. I think you might be too. Problems with smart meters. RF radiation. Smart meters communicate constantly 24-7 through electromagnetic or radio frequency RF waves that flow all around us. These RF waves move through, speed at, through space at the speed of light. The smart meter is a two-way device on your home that communicates measured energy usage to your utility. No one has to come to read your meter because the meter pulses data about your usage to the electric company. It does this as often as every 15 minutes, in fact. Dirty electricity. What is dirty electricity and how is it related to smart meters? Most of our home's electronics are powered by direct current, DC, at about 12 volts. Yet modern electrical circuits use alternating current, AC, at 120 or 240 volts. Electronic devices have to convert the AC power to DC power. 
This conversion creates dirty electricity in the form of erratic electromagnetic interference, EMI, which is a type of radio frequency, RF. This dirty electricity travels through your home's electrical system and radiates into your home through outlets, power strips, and electronics, polluting your surroundings with electropollution. Smart meters contribute significantly to the levels of dirty electricity in a home. With a smart meter, the repeated spikes and surges of higher frequencies of electricity run throughout every circuit of a home. Electropollution travels through the air, contaminating every room in your house. The good news is that we can often mitigate damage. I will get to that in a minute. The World Health Organization classifies wireless radio frequency, RF, emitted from devices as a class 2B carcinogen, same as DDT and lead based on studies linking cell phone radiation to brain tumors. Brain tumors are the leading cause of cancer-related death among children's ages 0 to 14 years. Military studies here show pulsed radiation can cause serious health problems, including tinnitus, memory loss, and seizures. Thousands of studies link biological effects to RF radiation exposure, including increased cancer risk, damage to the nervous system, adverse reproductive effects, DNA damage, and more. RF radiation causes chronic inflammation leading to fatigue, cognitive problems, irritability, anxiety, and memory loss. There's also a letter, which you can see the link to on the original blog post, endorsed by 50 plus experts. As of January 14, 2021, 255 EMF studies, excuse me, 255 EMF scientists published in peer-reviewed journals from 44 nations signed the International Scientists' Appeal. Their warnings state that 4G, 5G antenna de-densification is escalating health risks. They call it a global crisis and included cell phones, Wi-Fi, smart meters, and 4 to 5G grid technology, as well as digital baby monitors. Again, the World Health Organization classifies wireless radiation as a carcinogen, based on studies linking cell phone radiation to brain tumors, with children 1 to 14 suffering the most. The vulnerable people include those with EMF sensitivities, medical implants, compromised immune systems, children, pregnant women, seniors, and the environment. If you have a pacemaker, PG&E warns you to stay six inches away from a smart meter. What can I do about electropollution? To eliminate much of the dirty electricity in your home, the easiest step is to unplug things you aren't actively using. Simply turning items off isn't always enough, as many small appliances continue to draw power from the grid, even when they're not on. Detox heavy metals to decrease smart meter damage. We understand that heavy metals in the body, such as from implants, vaccine adjuvants, MRIs, or amalgam teeth fillings, act as an antenna that attracts EMF to the body. Here are a few ways you can detoxify your body of heavy metals to help reduce your hypersensitivity to EMF radiation. And you can look at the article, Eight Detox Strategies If You've Been Exposed to Pesticides or Toxins. Minimize exposure. If you cannot opt out of having a smart meter, Ensure that no one spends much time within 10 feet radius from it. The beams are omnidirectional and go in all directions. Do not plan to live life, a bed or a couch behind the wall of where the meter is located. 
Putting a smart guard, smart meter guard made of a conductive metal mesh screen over it will be helpful. It will block 90% to 95% of the RF radiation. Or you can make your own and there is a video on the original blog post. You can use heavy duty aluminum kitchen foil tape, aluminum window screening, five to seven inch hose clamp. You should have RF screening, screening behind the fuse board on the wall that the fuse board is mounted upon to shield the RF ex exiting the back of the utility meter. It does not stop the RF, it simply lowers it some. I advise using an RF meter to check their shielding. Then, a few layers of heavy-duty kitchen foil or aluminum window screening is generally sufficient on the wall behind the fuse board. You can use RF blocking paint inside your house as well. If you want to opt out of your smart meter, first ask for an analog meter. Otherwise, you may end up with an older first-generation smart meter, which has many of the same downsides. Opposition has led at least seven states to enact policies to allow customers to opt out of having a smart meter installed on their home. While New Hampshire requires customer consent for smart meter installation, and Pennsylvania law prohibits out opt-outs, at least another 22 states have allowed electric utilities to implement opt-out programs through proceedings with public utility commissions. Here are a few that I can find in a quick search, California, Oregon, Austin, Texas, New Mexico, Indiana, and Louisiana. Opting out will cost you something every month, but health and security and possibly dollar-wise, it will save you. Take care of your body. It's the only place you have to live, Jim Rohn says. It is no secret that Jackie loves TRS, but some have asked exactly what is TRS? TRS is a nano zeolite spray that facilitates some amazing things. TRS does not heal anything, but it gently clears the body of toxins and heavy metals, so the body can heal itself exactly as God designed it to do. Why not get to the root cause instead of just applying band-aids? Excellent supplements and individual remedies can help, but they cannot help as much until you remove the root source of inflammation and disease. Detoxing toxins and metals is foundational to good health. TRS is safe for the elderly and for children as well. For more information, go to www.deeprootsathome.com forward slash TRS. And finally, this blog post is called, Please Get the Digital Baby Monitor Out of the Nursery. The digital baby monitor is problematic. Is this news to you? If so, read on. And at the bottom of the post, I found a safer one. As a parent, this information may be very hard for you to hear at first. As I said on my post, nine facts about wireless and your child's brain, please view this information as a gift. I hope this gives you a starting point to take action in your home. When you first learn you are pregnant, you, must make, a, you make a list of must-haves. Probably the list includes a digital baby monitor. But would you be surprised if I said this is one thing you may not want? As one article says, it's hard to talk about the dangers of wireless technology without sounding like a conspiracy theorist. This is especially true in the United States where non-industry funded studies are rare, where le legislation protecting the wireless industry from legal challenges has long been in place, and where our lives have been so thoroughly integrated with wireless technology that to suggest it might be a problem, maybe eventually, 
a very big public health problem is like saying our shoes might be killing us. Except our shoes don't send electromagnetic frequencies directly into our brains. If this was even partially true, I'm sure you would want to know. You need to be able to make your own analysis instead of being told what is good for you. So do your own research and don't just believe everything out there written, including me. The nitty gritty of the digital baby monitor. Most baby monitors are now advertised as using DECT phone technology, 1.8 to 1.9 gigahertz, or operating at 2.4 gigahertz, the same electromagnetic microwave frequency used for microwave ovens, cordless phones, and Wi-Fi routers. These are identifiable by the large number of claimed channels, usually at least 30, and up to 120, which DECT automatically switches or roams between. These emit sharply pulsing bursts of microwave frequencies 100 times every second all the time they are turned on. Digital baby monitors, bought by parents to keep their children safe, may instead be harming them, some scientists fear. They warn that the devices are bathing the infants in electromagnetic frequencies at an age when they are most vulnerable to it. According to PowerWatch, a wireless digital baby monitor at one meter away from the baby's crib, that's only three feet, was roughly equivalent to the microwave's experience from a cell phone tower only 150 meters or 450 feet away. Most parents would agree that installing a cell phone tower next to a school would definitely not be a good idea. The battle is being fought around the U.S. and largely has been won in Europe, apparently due to more independent studies and less suppression of the truth. Talkback camera-based and matte digital-based monitors. With the talkback digital baby monitor where parents can talk back to the baby, both units continuously emit pulsing microwave frequencies on two different frequency channels, one for each way, not just when the baby is making a noise or the parent is talking to them. There are also some camera-based monitors which run at 2.4 gigahertz. Since these have to tra transmit video and sound, it's likely they would have a higher power output. The digital baby monitor mats the check temperature, heartbeat, breathing, etc. should only be used if you have medical reasons to believe that your baby might be in danger of sudden infant death. When used with a wireless baby alarm, they carry high levels of microwaves, up to 6 volts per meter right into the cot, and we believe that will not do your baby any good at all. Health Studies on the Digital Baby Monitor and Infants SIDS largely eradicated in Sweden and Japan by doing this one thing. And there's a link on the original blog. One scientific paper proposed a possible association between fetal neonatal exposure to radiofrequency electromagnetic radiation and the increased incidence of autism spectrum disorders. The study above links the introduction of wireless RF radiofrequency communication technologies such as digital baby monitors to the rise of autism in the public. It found for several decades prior to 1980, autism incidents remained essentially stable, reportedly at about one diagnosed case per 2,000 children. RF radiation sources have become commonplace in the personal human environment from approximately 1980 to the present. Operation of an RF radiation source, such as a two-way radio, portable telephone, or a cell phone exposes the operator to levels of RF radiation shown to be biologically active. Passive operation, such as from an RF emitting baby monitor, is a widespread postnatal exposure. 
Some of the known effects of exposure to RF radiation include cognitive impairment, memory deficit, EEG modifications, DNA damage, chromosome aberrations, micronucleus formation, fetal malformation, increased permeability of the blood-brain barrier, altered cellular calcium efflux, and altered cell proliferation. Dr. Magna Havis, PhD, and others ask, is there a link to cancers such as childhood leukemia or nervous system tumors? Do infants sleep poorly with these monitors as indicated by PowerWatch? And is the link between an infant's erratic heart rate and exposure to these baby monitors real? We just published a paper on erratic heart rate for adults exposed to a 2.4 digital cordless phone. At any rate, exposing infants to microwave radiation, even at very low levels, is unwise. Since technology is available to provide voice-activated baby monitors, the ones that emit microwave radiation only when activated, the baby monitors that emit microwave radiation continuously should be banned, especially DECT baby monitors. We can't help our children being exposed to radiation from phone towers and masts, masts, other people's mobile and cordless phones, but we can reconsider using a digital baby monitor. PowerWatch strongly recommends that only low-band 35 to 50 megahertz analog baby monitors be used. These use analog frequency modulation, FM, like VHF radio stations, that does not pulse at all. The analog monitors are often identifiable by their low number of channels, typically two to four. Understanding this information may make immense difference for you and your family's health. Knowledge leads to action and should not lead to guilt, which I'll address in a moment. Help baby and you get more sleep. Though it is beyond the scope of this post, this tip may help you and your baby get more sleep. Nearing four months, babies are beginning to cycle between light and deep sleep and may start sleeping through the night. Hooray! Each night, a four-month-old will go through two or three complete sleep cycles. Every 90 minutes, babies cycle to a state of light sleep called REM. Every three to four hours, they cycle to a more active, almost awake state. Each time they move into that light sleep, they will usually make noise, move about, cry out, or may even wake themselves. We adults do it too, minus the crying, of course. At these intervals, when we hear these sounds, often around 11 p.m., 2 a.m., and 5 a.m., we often want to go to our babies, pick them up to comfort them, feed them, and hold them so they don't wake the household. But by going in to check our babies when we hear movement and cries during the night, we risk two things. We risk really waking your baby by going to him when she's just in a light sleep cycle and isn't really awake. And secondly, conditioning your baby to need you to settle her da back down between sleep cycles. It prevents her from practicing techniques to fall back to sleep again early when she does awaken. The goal for any parent is to learn what is a real cry needing attention and to ignore all the other sounds your baby makes at night. You want to get a good night's sleep when you can. With a bit of practice and the natural instinct God gave to mothers, you will gain that understanding quickly. Guilt. Because many of us hold ourselves to higher standards when it comes to parenting than perhaps any other endeavor, I need to address the area of guilt. The moment our new babies come into our arms, a whole new set of emotions rushes in. Joy, wonderment, pride, fear, and yes, guilt. I've totally been there and still feel terrible about so many things I've done or failed to do. But we live in an extremely confusing world today and we cannot know everything. So my thinking is this, just having accurate information is empowering. That is why I write. And, I need, and it need not make us feel guilty or fearful. 
Mamas, please know I'm on your side, and silly as it sounds, since I don't know you all personally and individually, I care very much for you and your family. I guess it's just the way I'm wired. Please stop the guilt. Considering the fact that I could be wrong on radiation, my go-to place is prayer. For wisdom, insight, strength, understanding, good instincts as a mom, courage, and so much more, and I pray these things for you too. We have a loving Lord who will give us these things when we ask. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given you. Read the product information on monitors carefully, as they can be confusing. But here are a few ideas for low-emission monitors. Safety First Sure Glow Audio Monitor 2X. It operates on 49 megahertz. That offers a range of over 600 feet. The first year's crisp and clear audio monitor on Amazon. Gauge your baby's activity level through the sound level lights on the monitor, which is helpful when you're in a noisy area yourself. The crystal clear audio monitor. Angel Care Baby Sound Monitor White operates on 927 megahertz and 2.4 gigahertz frequencies. The Angel Care Baby Sound Monitor is sound activated, so it only turns on when your baby makes noise. This brings you the best of both worlds, less static and interference and lower emissions. Philips Avent SCD630 slash 37 Video Baby Monitor. This digital video baby monitor uses FHSS technology, but is sound activated, which cuts down on electromagnetic field, electromagnetic emissions, simply because the device doesn't always need to be powered on. It also gives you the option to use an audio only mode, so you get a secure encrypted connection and high resolution video screen when you need it, and an audio only or voice activated feature when you don't need a constant video stream. This is the most popular baby monitor on the on this list among my readers. Even analog monitors, however, should be kept at least three feet from the child's bed if possible and used sparingly. Ask or borrow from friends whose children have outgrown them. Older models are more likely to be analog. Also shop Amazon or look for them at garage sales. In these troubling times, it's no secret that we are being censored. It's getting harder and harder to spread the truth. Facebook is throttling us, and we don't know how much longer we will be there. Here are a few things you can do to stay in touch with Deep Roots at Home. Firstly, sign up for our newsletter. Jackie sends out exclusive, important content to her readers. The link will be in the show notes. Number two, consider making Deep Roots at Home your homepage in your browser. Number three, print your favorite Deep Roots at Home articles and place them in a binder to have on hand in case of emergency. And finally, follow us on other social media channels. We are now on Telegram and Gab and soon Truth Social. Jackie's greatest desire is that God would be glorified through these dark times. Thanks for joining us on the Deep Roots at Home podcast. We pray it has encouraged you in your walk with the Lord and as you serve your family. Could you do us a favor? If this has blessed you, could you help us spread the word by liking and sharing this podcast with your friends? And don't forget, we have lots of great links in the show notes that go along with today's podcast. See you next time.